Send a powerful message to those people who live in the past and tell them no more business as usual and no more repeat performances because we're going to make America great again. Hey everyone, welcome once again to yet another episode of Two Noobs Talking. With me, of course, is my good buddy, and I think, certainly within this last week, has driven more miles than I have, for sure, within the last three years combined. <laughs> John Tracy. John, how you doing, man? What's going uh, on tonight? Tired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say, my God. But I'm, but I'm home, back in the studio, ready to do this again. You know, it would be great if we had, like, frequent driver miles. I mean, my God, you know, it's like we had the frequent flyer. Where's the frequent driver miles? Seriously, where is that? Anyway, anyway, fun. my name is my name is of course I'm Matt Craig. I'm here, um, safe and secure. Um, you know, rainstorm here, but nice and comfortable here in KOP, loving life, enjoying it. John, we've hit episode forty-seven of Two Noobs Talking. Yes, sir. It's amazing, right? Um, getting closer and closer to fifty, but yeah, we are. We're, we're getting, getting old. old. I know. I know. Well, we love what we're doing. Let's fire off some quick numbers. 47. The one I came up with, 47, I don't remember the other two we were talking about, but I got to give an ode to my kid, Evan, because he used to wear 47 when he played Little League. That's and it always was the oddest thing ever, and I never knew when it would make any sense, and it made sense last night when I was like, I don't know anybody that ever wore 47. That's nice. That's nice. The only the one that came to my mind years ago, it was Greg Jackson, and I think he yeah. was a safety for the Eagles yeah, it makes right sense. Around the Ray Rhodes time area. He was really good. He was a great... For, I think it totally great. would make sense that Ray Rhodes would have a safety wearing 47. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Ray, was a, Ray was a rare breed. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah. Kind of think if there was anything else that I can... I can't even remember. Mm -mm. I can think of. My memory does not do 47 very well. I know there have yeah. been a ton of them. I know oh. for sure. I'm sure there's there's like 90 pitchers we've missed already for the Phillies. Exactly, exactly. I can't remember anybody, though. Nothing stands out. That's crazy. Yeah. Please comment. Steve, work on us. Like, Please help us. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. Know. We'll know we'll have a couple of 48s uh, when we hit episode 48 next week. Absolutely. But my for favorite, now. My favorite hockey player of all time that is isn't the... Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, <laughs> let's just go there. Yeah, exactly. We'll hit him up. We'll dab him up really nice. But. Johnny, um, you know, we got a lot of course on the table. I'm not going to do you know the typical show rundowns we've done before in the past, but we're just going to leap right into this with our first topic. And you know, to be perfectly honest, it's on everyone's minds. Um, uh, the country of Afghanistan right now is currently absolutely uh, in a state of chaos. Uh, I would love to get your thoughts really to open this whole thing. What, what were your initial reactions, thoughts of what the heck's going on over there? I have three points to make, and none of them are ideological or 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 uh, I'm not trying to be smart. Um, I'm not even trying to make sense. The three things I thought when this came out were like, "Oh shit, we don't have the leadership for this." Yeah. Two, why the is Afghanistan become political? Mm -hmm. And three. Who the hell who's ever played a video game or a board game <laughs> that has military yeah. in it ever removes the military before the civilians? Yeah. There's my, there, 
It is it is a as numbskull dumb opinion as you can. I'm a Neanderthal mm-hmm. compared to other people I've heard speak, but those were the three thoughts in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like I've I of course ran the gamut when I heard of what was happening last week. You know, I was righteous indignation and anger towards the current commander in chief, the used car salesman who apparently did a wonderful job selling the Yugo as a Porsche. We'll get into that a little bit further, yeah, but that was a great analogy. Yeah, really. To me, it's like it's definitely a failure on the administrative state side, and I don't care what you you know whether or not we were supposed to go in or not, and nation build or not. That doesn't. That that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Me. Exactly. Yeah. I think the idea go. It, it's not it's not the thing. Yeah. This is a failure of really not allowing what I like to deem warrior generals to go in and defeat the enemy. And what I mean by warrior generals is think of people like Schwarzkopf, think of people like Petraeus, think of, like we even have my dad. He's a warrior general. He goes in, they have one task to kill the enemy and break things. That I think is a great I've heard that Rush Limbaugh said that years ago, and I completely agree. That's what the military does. They go in, they kill and break. Yeah. And then it's up to the military and the government to build the country back up again. It's not pretty. Like, we're not, we're no, not, it's not. we're not like happy dancing around what the military does. Whatever the military does is not, it's not nice and it's not pretty. Yeah. But sometimes it needs to be done. Yeah. I'm very thankful that we, we lived you know, in a, in a short period of time in my life where we weren't at war for four years. Um, but it doesn't look like that's going to last too long, which is terribly offensive to, I think all Americans, because we don't, we shouldn't like going to war. No, I, you know, and, and, you know, there's always going to be wars and rumors of wars throughout, you know, this entire world. Unfortunately, that's just the sad reality of all of this. But it's important to have a very strong military and capable leadership. And clearly, the people that are running in the Biden administration now, they are not qualified. I'm talking about Mark Milley, for one. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. to me, is an administrative general. When I, when I heard him speak, no joke, I, I, I heard him speak. It was on, it was, uh, I don't even remember where I was. Mm. Because I was away also this week, so I'm, I'm a little confused on where I was when it happened. But I was looking at it, and I remember like immediately going to your dad's yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. Just because I respect him as as a military man, and also just I as, I respect his opinion, yeah. and I knew that he was hot on this opinion because I had seen it before. Oh yeah. Because I heard that man speak, and then I read a couple things that your dad had written. I was like, all right, he's not what i think a general is yeah. because yeah. i've got one over here we're friends on facebook like i got one over here that has that has the, that has a similar career to this man that i like what your dad said. Mm-hmm. i did not like what what millie was saying at all that just seemed it yeah. seemed written it's political oh 100 it did not seem military-ish at all at all and there are, unfortunately, there are, like with any business or with any mm-hmm. nonprofit organization, there are scoundrels. There are scoundrels that float in and around there, unfortunately, Everywhere. and Everywhere. will in use whatever political machinations they want to get ahead. 
to me, Millie is one of those guys that basically is a eunuch general. He has no testicular fortitude to go in there with his troops and to win a battle. He has not demonstrated that to me. And yeah, I'm feel comfortable calling him out on this because quite honestly, if you're in the military, you are volunteering yourself or your time and you better have balls to defend the constitution of the United States. That is your sworn like allegiance as a military officer. You are to defend and protect the United States and the constitution. And to be honest with you, when you're a military general, like kind of moving around all over the place and instituting critical race theory and wokeness into the U.S. military, you're disqualified, pal. I'm sorry. You're out of there. Like, I want my generals to be fighters, leaders, motivators, all that stuff. And to go into hell, win, and come back. That is their goal, ultimately. You know, and, and like... And, and that that's a very political statement. It is. The one thing that the one thing that I just want to add to that, because that's that's the problem with the whole administrative state now and the whole thing with Afghanistan. It's entirely too political now. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I don't think I saw from Biden or I saw from Millie or I saw from anybody, uh, the the whoever that i can't even remember her name jen whatever her name is she answers questions oh yeah uh pisaki yeah yeah i'm sorry i can't she's so irrelevant in my life i can't even remember her name but she did say something the same as they did they didn't take the time to worry about the people that died they were defending their their decision yeah they weren't and here's a funny thing on Instagram last night, mm-hmm. on Hannity, mm-hmm. what do you think runs past? Donald Trump takes, not the president, takes time out of his day mm-hmm. to say something about it. And I'm like, why is why does Trump have to make these statements? Yeah. And let I mean, let's face it, too. On and by the way, he did a really good job. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'll shit on the dude when I need to, but I'm not going to. Like what he said last night, I what? felt... Yeah, that's what a leader does. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I will say with him was the error that he did was negotiate with the Taliban. The Dal- mm-hmm. the Taliban to me is like they want to fight and they want to die on the battlefield. And to me, that's like okay. Yeah, well, that's that's their plight. If that that's what they want to do, fine. But you don't negotiate with them. But you don't negotiate with them. You, you don't tr- and say, oh, I'm going to pull out in four years of Afghanistan. And, you know, it's like you give Biden essentially a silver platter and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to announce the day when we're going to pull out. Are you kidding me? It's like that. Mm, I'm not yeah. so sure about that. I wanted to kind of throw this up and get your thoughts on this, Johnny. Why don't you go ahead and do a little screen share? Mm-hmm. Because this, I thought, was really, one, uh, a great representation of what the situation was like in Afghanistan. This right here, for our audio listeners, is a declassified i'm gonna call it like spider web it's not a flow chart it's a spider web it's definitely a spider web <laughs> it makes sense though that's the crazy exactly it is essentially a map or a spider web of all of the different things that are going on in dynamics within the country of afghanistan everything from popular conditions and beliefs to in the infrastructure and the economy to the central government to outside urgence insurgencies and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. narcotics and coalition domestic supports and all kinds of stuff 
this is a world famous slide that was created and again like i said it was declassified it was presented at the time to general stanley mccrystal mccrystal was uh commander of the of the uh the coalition forces in afghanistan in 2015 during the obama administration mm -hmm. he gets presented this slide but crystal wanted to know like okay what do we do to have to win this war he gets presented this slide and he's like wow if i understand that we're going to win the war by the way the guy who made this slide was fired right after the presentation and he was fired because this is an absolute clusterfuck yeah. <laughs> it's just terrible but it just goes to show you that it was a you don't go in there thinking like, OK, I'm going to get this done in 20 years and move out. Unfortunately, it's a long, drawn out process. And unfortunately, now we're leaving. And it's still in the sad shape that it's in, mostly because I think it has everything to do with the tribal um, factions that are there. There is well, no a, nationality that's there in yeah. Afghanistan, unfortunately. It's, it's, a, it's a tribal place. It is. So you're not going to get one to agree with the other. Like, it's the same thing. Why are there so many in the, in the history books? Why are there so many different Native Americans? Yeah. Like, yeah. because you're born in this place, you believe what you believe. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go like you're not going to go and join somebody else that has different beliefs than you. You're going to stay in your own and you're going to fight for your own. And that's that's fine. Like tribal living is OK in this world mm -hmm. it really is like there probably should be more of it there shouldn't be so many shopping malls yeah. and cheap but the thing is though johnny when you're trying to do a nation state that's tough because their mindset is completely different again you're thinking tribal you're not thinking of consent of the governed you know with the with the united states what it's known for you're trying to teach that kind of a Western way of thinking mm -hmm. to a tribal-oriented culture. and That's it's, a little dangerous. That is very dangerous. No that's question about dangerous. it. Yeah. No doubt about that. And so that that's that's politics or whatever, and I get that. You should never but, force ideologies. Yeah, exactly. Whether you're neighbor Really, the, the, the crux of this whole thing, the one that really got me PO'd was the president. And he is I, really being skewered over this um for just having no plan no plan whatsoever on the withdrawal um no plan to keep the american interests safe from the taliban people interests yeah <laughs> black hawk helicopters among other things yeah here's my problem and this has been my problem with biden the whole time mm -hmm. he's still okay i get the election right yep I get it. I get, I get the whole thing. We yep. hate Trump. Trump's out. I yep. get it. I'm not a defender at all. No means. What I'm trying to say is this dude is more than 100, 100 days in, and he still goes back to that. Yeah. That is unacceptable in every, every walk of life job you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. This is down to the, like, this is down to the janitor. The yeah. brand new janitor you bring in to clean your facility, right? Yep. yep. And he, okay, you give him about the first three months blaming the ex-janitor because mm -hmm. he's got to fix all this shit. Yep. Understand that. Mm -hmm. You're way over 100 days, bro. Yeah. I think it's time to turn the page. You know? It's not his problem at this point. It's yours. Yeah, it's yours now. Yeah, exactly. 
And this is this not only is just his, and it rightly is his. It's his utter lack of understanding the not like, like basically going against the grain with what his national security team was saying. Like they're basically telling him, we can't pull out right now. If we do, they're going to roll right over the country. His thought process was, what are you, what are you talking about? We have 300,000 Afghani soldiers against 75,000 Taliban. They should be fine. Wrong. You know, wrong. They didn't know, he didn't know what was happening on the ground or refused to know what was happening on the ground, which I think is the latter. He refused to know what was happening. He just wanted to pull out. Yeah. Yeah. He just wanted to pull right out. He wanted to look good. For September 11th, 20th anniversary, he's all about the optics. All about the optics. He's exactly. always been all about the optics. And it's not the, only that, Johnny, we're going to throw up this Atlanta, Atlantic article here. It was written by Peter Wanger, Biden's long trail of betrayals. Now, <laughs> I, I went over this with you in pre-production. Can you imagine, John, let's just role play for a minute. You're, you're, playing, you're in baseball. You're, you're fortunate to play in a major league baseball team. You're on the Phillies uh, or whatever. I was never that good, but let's do it. Well, let's do it, right? <laughs> you're in an 0 for 40. Yep. Okay? You're grounding out. You're striking out. You're fouling off. You're not hitting the ball at all. You can't put the ball. If you put the ball in play, it's right at a fielder, right? So what are your what are your thoughts? Like, if you're in an 0 for 40 slump, like, what's your initial mindset? How do you get out of that, right? Well, any, 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 any sports person would answer it the same way you just you keep plugging like you take the positives out of it if i'm hitting it back to the pitcher i'm on it if i'm you know pulling it this way i'm not on it like i'm late i'm early you're you're taking all the information baseball hockey's the same way like oh yeah why am i shooting hide and wide oh well i'm kicking my leg out when yep. I should be planning my my leg yeah. while I'm taking the shot, or an inside stride, exactly. yeah, like like mm-hmm. moving moving your hips better. Like you just you kind of go back to the fundamentals of everything. I understand what you're saying, but you have to go back to the fundamentals. You have to find better people. If yeah. he's being advised by shitty people, get better people. Yeah, yeah. Or you would think. You would think. I would think. I think that my. my <laughs> I would think my president. After it. a while of being wrong for the last 40 years, every single major foreign policy decision that you have made, it would get through your thick skull that maybe once in a while, you know what, I've got to go maybe no. with the majority here. Yeah, that's what we think, but that's not the kind of guy Biden is. No. It's not. He's, and I made the analogy with you, I think, what was it, in pre-production this week, I said he is basically selling the American people a Yugo. Yep. We all know it's a Yugo, but he is selling a Porsche. Mm-hmm. He's saying, no, this is a Porsche that goes 0 to 60 in two seconds. We look at it and say, no, this is a Yugo. Yeah. This is a Yugo that is worth crap. It's worth $17 maybe. Mm-hmm. And he's still trying to sell you on the Porsche. I mean, it's pathetic. No, yeah. It's just absolutely yeah, pathetic. And the glassy-eyed looks, Johnny, I don't know about you, but I, I've seen that more and more with him every single time. I hate to make it political, but I'm noticing no, no, where there, it's, it's like, this guy's got to get out of here. I mean, seriously. There, there's a, CNN was just running an article before we even started that said yeah. that, that they just found out that there was some brain trauma and uh, slight aneurysms with him in the past. Like, he hid them from people. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he's not, it's not a good look. Uh, for a man that's all about optics, I'm going to say that, not pride or, or you know, anything good, yeah. I don't think. In it. Like, yes, he's a feeble old man, and yes, we should, you know. And he's a chicken shit and a coward, but yeah. He always has been. Yeah. But yeah, he, it's just not, it's not a good, it's not a good look for the country. It's not a good look. It, this is just about, if you want to be optics like Biden, this isn't a good look. This is not a good look. Yeah. Like, look, cause maybe you should let real military people and maybe let a real general. Cause that dude's not a real general. I don't even know why he picked him. He picked some of the sorriest yeah. stacks of shit to be in his that are, that, that are even around Washington. Like, yeah, you took even Pelosi said it was a it was a swamp. Yeah, and, and he picked the swamp of the swamp. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. I mean, when you even have to your point, what you were saying, I thought it was brilliant with CNN. They're running articles now, basically like Joe Biden is facing a crisis of competence from CNN. Yeah, CNN's running. CNN this. is writing this. It's I mean, bizarre. this is. <laughs> like... <laughs> seriously right I mean, it's like, no this, this all I, I think that's the last thing i have to say about biden and i think i want to move on to the next thing yeah just, the whole thing's just bizarre yeah it really is yeah and i mean really my whole thing to wrap this whole thing up would be like if you're the republican party and again i hate to make it political but if you cannot take advantage of this opportunity in 2022 shame on you shame on you i mean and it, and, and for, for the people that don't know for the people that don't understand politics, the Taliban was flying a black hop helicopter on TV yeah. that, that Joe Biden left there. Yeah. That's treason. Yeah. It's yeah. petty ass treason, but it's treason. But it's treason nonetheless. Yeah. So at, it, like, like we, we said, we don't want to make it political, but the Republican Party, it's right there. It's I, his... It's Silver as petty as what could... they what they nailed Trump for on the way out when he wasn't even president. Mm -hmm. if, if if we're gonna have political blah, we might as well have political blah. Mm -hmm. And that, that's they 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 literally they got in and they flew it. Treason. Yeah. And they left honest, knowingly like, left it there. Yeah, and to be honest, yeah, I mean I wouldn't call for an. I don't know if I would call for impeachment. I think it's very. I've heard that argument before. And I'm thinking should, like, should, could it be possible? Yeah. To me, it's like get him out of office, like in 2020. There's, there's, that House and Senate have to flip back red. There's they really do, three John. Way, there's three ways to do it because there's Article Two, Section Four mm -hmm. that you can remove the entire administration because of treason. There you go. There's an impeachment, mm -hmm. and then there's just the good old. No. 25th amendment that he's not capable of being a president there's your three options we there's your three options they are the american people have plenty of options this isn't like a sad we can't be sad about it there's plenty of ways to get this dude no. out of office because the constitution makes it that way and i just gave you the three that they could do exactly it depends on exactly. what they want if you want to yeah. move the home administration you go one way if you want to just impeach him you go that way if you do want to way. just remove him because of mental company and you think the administration works i would disagree with you but you could totally do that there you go i love it i love it well let's move on uh to topic two here and we've got another one of our fabulous fantastic <laughs> fab five put updates this up, John. put this up on the screen so i can <laughs> laugh for oh well, my god number one i love this 
Because he never should have had in the first place. Cuomo stripped of Emmy. He won for COVID-19 briefings. How about that, John? Forbes article here. Oh, my God. By, uh, so Jemima, so Jemima he's not even Jacobo. liked. He's not even liked by the television and film community. But he was lauded at first beat how great he was. But they, they stripped it. They don't even like him. <laughs> no. How the mighty is fallen. How the oh. mighty have indeed fallen. Oh, man. Come on. Loser. I, Loser. I cannot believe oh, it. You're great. I uh, thank you for just giving me stuff to talk about. <laughs> this is great. It's wonderful. It's absolutely fantastic here's here's a great quote here from bruce paisner who's the ceo and president of the international academy of the television arts and sciences john can i just call that dude out for being a scumbag for having <laughs> that title <laughs> quote this is the crucial quote for the article quote the governor's 111 daily briefings works so well because he effectively created television shows with characters plot lines and stories of success and failure Perhaps around the world tuned in to people, I'm sorry, people around the world tuned in to find out what was going on in New York Tough became a symbol of determination to fight back. Yeah, too bad it ha they also had an additional 12,000 deaths, right? I mean, why don't we just jump right into that? We have a brand new, Next New, article. <laughs> brand new New York governor, Kathy Hochul, who apparently is, a uh, you know, basically trying to make New York more accountable, uh, you know, might want to tell the American Academy of, you know, International Academy of okay, Arts and Sciences says. She's got to fight the, she's got to fight the Blasio, and that's a crazy, because he's a nutcase. Oh, yeah. Blasio uh, was so. jumping up and down, you know, cheering the fact that Cuomo was chucked out of office. But, John, did you know that Governor, um, uh, what's her face, uh, Kathy Hochul, basically found I still, another, I still don't know her name. That's how quick this happened. I know, exactly. Uh, basically found another 12,000 deaths. Hey, looky here. Wow. They were the ones that the Biden administration found that Cuomo said no to. Look at what I found, John. Another 12,000 dead. Yep. Good grief. Yep. Cuomo's a genius. This is a PBS article. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Uh, you can find it. It's also an AP article. That everybody's covering this one. This, <laughs> this is crazy. She did it on her first day in office. Good on her for doing what she's supposed to do. Be a governor. Yeah, and being... Fix the health department. Yeah. yeah, move people around. Get these, these idiots out and get yeah. real people in so we can get real data so we know what's going on. Because the one thing... We talk about all the time is it's not about COVID. It's about the corruption, corruption behind it. Behind it. Exactly. So this is a fix. This What's amazing good. here in this AP news article, it's not the PBS one. I haven't checked that, but in the AP one, it said it's basically the additional uh, 12,000 deaths raised it up to 55,400 New Yorkers that unfortunately have passed. Mm -hmm. That's up from 43, four, uh, sorry, 43,400 that Cuomo reported to the Republic on the last day he left in office. So he was still lying even out the door, John. Right, I mean, right out the door. Yeah. And that that's what I think that was the, the key clip why we picked that article. Yeah. Uh, why we picked these articles because that just shows I like to cash receipts. And uh, I know the people who listen to us, they all think Cuomo's a scumbag. I just wanted to cash that on the last <laughs> because he's that much of a scumbag. He's even. He's even caught, resigns, and he's still lying on the way out. It's just amazing. What a scumbag. What an absolute scumbag. I, do you, I, I wonder, though, if more stories, and I would hope that the women that have been sexually assaulted by him 
do get their day in court. Oh yeah, he's he's not he's not done. He's not done with. I, he's gonna be tied up with some legal for a while, which oh, is oh yeah, which is good. He at doesn't least, have the New York State Bar Association to help him out, or exactly. And you know, he's not the governor anymore, so the people of New York aren't paying for these lawyers. He has to pay for them with his own dime. One other thing too, we should also mention: he has no desire to run again. Thank the Lord Almighty for that, uh, in that regard. But let's move on to Two Face, Johnny. Uh, yes, yes. Newsom, of course, facing a humongous recall, and I think the pressure is on. Getting... Because, because here's the thing: before yeah. you even read, read it. Before we even put it up on the screen. Yep. This shows you the L.A. Times is a part of the criminal behavior that has been going on. This literal headline. And Matt, read it, read it, but we'll put it on the screen and just read it. This shows you if you know anything about the media and how they choose sides. This is a Democratic, this is a Democratic governor getting recalled by the citizens. Yeah. Not, it's not political. Mm -hmm. The citizens are like, you didn't do a good job. We want you out. Mm -hmm. It just happens that the leader. Yeah in the running to replace him is a Republican mm-hmm. and the LA times puts this headline out. the headline. And I love it. Cause it says column, which isn't a column. It's an opinion. Mm-hmm. Larry elder is the black face of white supremacy. You've been warned. That is probably the most pathetic. Yes. Most disingenuous article headline that was written by a racist. 100% that I have seen easily in the last five seven years it's pathetically written and really erica smith should be ashamed of herself for letting this go to be honest whoever her bosses are let this go allowing allowing this headline yeah i mean i mean the the arrogance and the goal just in the first sentence larry elder smiled the smug smile of a black conservative who could very well be liberal california's next governor but, okay, Larry Elder is a resident of California. Yeah. He is a very successful radio host. Mm-hmm. You can listen to Larry Elder at any time. You follow him on Instagram. You can follow him. You can, you can, his radio shows, I forget what, uh, what, what uh, network he was on. You can, he's been pub- publicly outspoken for many, many years mm-hmm. of a conservative mm-hmm. viewpoint. Yeah. You already know who Larry Elder is. Yeah. The problem is the people that don't are getting bombarded with lies. lies. Yes, he's a conservative, but I don't think he's an overtly conservative. He's not as right wing as no. DeSantis. No. I would like probably at all. Like I don't think so at all. I think like there's right a- over here somewhere and you've probably got He's probably center. He's probably center right. Yeah, probably about right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't think like if you wrote that about DeSantis, like being as far right as he is, I could see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It might be a good piece. Yeah, but Larry, Larry Elder, like he's a working man. He's always kind of spoke of the working man. He does things on Instagram where he reads letters from people that are backing him. He's just trying to help communities. Yeah. He's always been trying to help. Does he have a, he has a very brass view on black culture, but he's also a black man and he's allowed to. 
I I can't speak what he can speak. Last time I checked, I think he's got enough gravitas to say if something's wrong within his community, he has every right to say it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's as controversial as people think he is. No. And this article, I just this article is just dog shit. Oh, it's trash. It's absolute trash. I it's mean, a, to it's, me, it's, it's like it's lamestream media, is what it is. It really is. I it's, mean. And I never use that term, but that, like, literally this article, that's exactly what it is. It is mainstream. It is no question about it. I love this sentence, too, Johnny. I'll just read this real quick. This is Erica, Erica Smith writing, quote, I won't lie. Few things infuriate me more than watching a black person use willful blindness and cherry-pick facts to make overly simplistic arguments that whitewash the complex problems that come along with being black in America, end quote. I keep thinking about That's myself. a racist comment. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't do anything but put point color out. Yeah. And if, if people think that's intelligent, I, you're blowing my mind. You're, yeah, exactly. Like, cause that's not intelligent at all. She he, doesn't, she doesn't refute the so-called cherry pick facts that Larry Elder is saying. There's no point by point analysis in the arguments that she lists out in her opinion piece. I know exactly what she's going for. If you would like yeah. to know them, they're the fact that he, he, does not speak about race he speaks about individuality yeah. it's your if you're not making it mm -hmm. you don't have the right to blame other people or the system yeah yeah that's his that's major argument issue. yep you just don't you do, you don't have the right to that's the biggest issue it really comes down to personal responsibility v and that's not that's and that's not one race that's no. I, I think that actually him saying that that i it's 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 a it's a cultural problem it is it's yeah you're talking the whole society issue yeah. yeah it's a cultural problem yeah it's I agree. how we live in this world of tv media shit yeah. forced down your throat yeah exactly well you see that now in the coronavirus really i mean it's all about well i've got to defer to these so-called experts over here to let me to tell me what I can and cannot do with my I'm own body in my own life. I'm thinking, really? I mean, you have personal responsibility. If you don't feel well, don't go in. If you feel well, go in. You know, and but I think the whole thing with, you know, yeah, waivers and all that kind of stuff, we'll get to that. But, I mean, with Elder and this article, it's a piece of trash. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's just a complete yeah. piece of trash. Yeah, I, I, it just needs to come to light because it's just terrible. Like, God, it's New York Times, you're terrible. And LA. Well, time. you've always been terrible. You're, you're terrible as well. Terrible. Yeah. You're worse now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Johnny, you're now Washington Post. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, every once in a while, there are gems that are there, which still blows my mind. It still blows my mind. I, yeah, maybe, maybe someone's messing with us because who knows? I don't know. The Post, the Post does put out some. You're right, gems at times. Every but, every once in a while, you're kind of but, going like, well, wait a yeah, minute, what's but going then, on? But then they put out like 1,100 things that you're just like, did a kindergartner write that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hell. <laughs> oh, my gosh, too crazy. Did you get that from the, the, the broker school around the corner? <laughs> you, you can't hire anybody? <laughs> Love it. What the heck? Johnny, topic three, as we keep moving on here in episode yes. 47 of Two Noobs. Yes. Matt's favorite? I love this. Yes. CDC's the science versus actual science, right? So we, of course, we're following COVID pretty well. We've got the Delta variant. We got all this kind of stuff yeah, happening kind of all over on. the place. And yet, once in a blue moon, we run across a couple of different articles that I found was very interesting. In very interesting. Very. Interesting. But first, let's throw up this Washington Post piece real quick. 
Uh, how CDC data problems put the U.S. behind? I 100 the Delta agree. variant, which I 100 agree with. Again, with the Washington Post, what the heck? Seriously, yeah, exactly. Like, like that's the craziest thing. Like when you sent that article to me, I was like, I completely agree with that because they've been doing that for about a year and a half. Yeah. Um. Yet, I, I didn't even know about the Delta, and I, I read a lot of news. We have a podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know about this until about a week and a half later because nobody covered it because the, the cdc didn't put it out as a guideline like hey guys watch out they yeah. didn't do that it really is it's again another failing we talked about the administrative state earlier yeah. right i mean this is another failing of the administrative state so real quick the article talks about essentially pfizer going to the u.s government saying hey look our data here is showing that the with the vaccine it starts to wane after a while and so we probably think of maybe doing a booster shot. And I'm thinking, myself, okay, that's a glorified flu shot now. It's a glorified oh. annual flu shot. That is exactly. Oh, no, totally. I don't know about you. So, quick no, t- no, totally, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. But it does not shock me that Pfizer no. would go to the CDC yeah. because the CDC director is now on the board of Pfizer. Like we just learned that the other day. Yep. Literally, he just transitioned over to the board of Pfizer to make money off of what he yeah. has been coaxing up for about a year. Uh, you can look that up. I, I don't. I'm, John, I don't know about you real quick. Tangent point. The moment that Moderna and Pfizer announced that they had 95% of efficacy with uh, COVID, that to me was like that, that ended the pandemic. Like we knew what like the virus, we now know what this virus is. And one person, I, me- I remember I was having lunch with uh, with a, f- a couple of friends of mine yesterday, actually. And one of them told me, like, we're going to live with this now. Like, there's no, like, we're just going to have to live with this but, virus. But I also, I agree with that. It's always going to be around. Yeah. Like, the flu is going to be around. Oh, well. And COVID is going to be around. Yeah. It's not killing people. Yeah. At the rate that. At the rate that, that, that right, that it was forecasted. Exactly. They are. That's right. what I meant to say. Thank you. Exactly. My whole point is, okay, now that we know that essentially we know what this virus is, we know that it mutates like all coronaviruses do, and that there are certain levels of degrees in terms of mildness to severity, obviously, the severe cases, you know, seem to be happening more often than not, but there are milder cases that people recover from and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, people have that with the flu. People have that with the common cold. People and that's have- the majority of what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. And this is what like the New York Post is putting out. Like it's not, it's a, let's, let's flip that Forbes piece because that Forbes piece is, is probably more damning. And this is, this gets to both of us. You're vaccinated. I had COVID. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, this piece is actually, encompass everything that we've been talking about it's huge it's a huge article i think went under the radar in mid-august quote despite spreading easily delta is uniquely weak against covid19 antibody study finds shocking which is great news you don't hear about this anymore or you certainly didn't hear about it in any of the mainstream any of the lamestream but any of the mainstream press yes it's shocking to see this, and it's terrific to see it as well. It basically just talks about 
the fact that if you've had COVID or if you've had a vaccine shot, which I have, and John, of course, has gone through it. You're fine. You have the antibodies in your system. Your body recognizes it, goes like, oh, wait a minute. I know what this is. Bites it, gets rid of it. And the fact that, oh, my God. But what does the media tell you? The media says this is the most contagious disease we've ever seen. And once you get it, you're going to go in the hospital and you're going to be in the ICU beds. And it's only a fraction. Yeah. It's only a small fraction of the cases that do that. It's because the media is bullshit. Yeah. This is good news. This is excellent news to see. That even though there are variants happening throughout, the antibodies are still there. The T-cells are still activating. All that kind of stuff. Again, that means... You also take personal responsibility for your own self, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. Physically fit, walk around, eat right, all that kind of stuff. And if you're sick, stay home. This isn't this Thank is the, this is the one thing that I've learned from COVID more than anything. Because I used to be a work, work, work. I didn't give a crap if I was sick. It was all about production, 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 production. The one thing I learned from COVID is slow down for a minute. Mm. If you're not feeling well, spend a little time in bed. And just get better. Funny you should mention that, John, because the other day I was on a, um, a webinar mm-hmm. hosted by Penn State Great Valley, and it was a terrific uh, webinar on stress and the impacts that stress ha- has, not only mentally, mm-hmm. but physically and emotionally and spiritually. And the idea is, okay, how do you def- ultimately not fight against it, but cope, bounce back from it, and then you go through your swings and all that kind of stuff. It's important. Let's face it, highly stressful time right now. But Absolutely. really just taking the time, I think to your point, so well stated. You take the time to rest, you get nutrients, you keep hydrated. I think that's so important. Drinking water yes. is so important. Water out there for the rest of the country. <laughs> Boston, it's water. Yeah, exactly. Basically it's water. But it's huge, uh, right? I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, that. You know, we have to be... Water is nice. Yeah. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And, you know, know, I think it's just... This is good news, like I said before, with the fact that even though this virus may continue to mutate and grow and whatever... It is what it is. Antibodies will beat it. Think of that. Antibodies will beat it whether you've had the vaccine shot or not. That's really, really important, I think. And and to be honest with you, just, just in reality, I think everybody already had it. Because well, there's, way, yeah. should, there's no re- real reason yeah. like to call it a pandemic if everybody didn't already get it. I, and, if and anything, I think it's an that's epidemic. That's administrative now. state logic, by yes. the way. That's, you can look that up in all in any in the NIH will tell you the same thing. CDC will tell you the same. The WHO will tell you the same thing. Any any normal scientist that understands the spread of it, mm-hmm. everybody probably already had it maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And it will continue to spread, but so... And you'll probably get it another 11 times, (laughs) like, in your lifetime. And so will the drugs. The drugs will continue to come out if you get therapy drugs. But in the meantime, continue to eat right, continue to exercise, keep walking, do whatever you have to do. Keep drinking water. Treat it. Do what what the UK started to do. Treat it like the flu. Treat it like the flu. And for God's sakes... Whatever you do, do job. not wear these popular blue masks out there that yeah, are floating is, around. This is an article that is is absolutely important. This is uh, from the Daily Mail, UK. 
This is, Matt, you sent this to me that I was like, oh, we got to put this up here because I actually have a blue mask in my glove compartment of my work truck in case. You're chucking that out, aren't you? Yeah, just in case it happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> just in case I, I didn't bring a mask. Get it or, or whatever. requires yeah. a mask. You know what I mean? Always, I have one of those blue masks literally sitting yeah. in, in my glove compartment just in case someone needs one. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, absolutely. You never yeah, know. Yeah. I want to be prepared. Yep. And when you said that to me, I laughed because it was hanging out of my like it's so it's not it's not even sanitary. I probably shouldn't even wear it. It's been in there for like nine months. That's awesome. Yeah, this is amazing from the UK Daily Mail. Popular blue surgical face masks do not stop people from getting from being infected with COVID. In fact, as you read through the article, the study from the University of Waterloo found that it was only ten percent effective against catching COVID. Or preventing you from catching COVID, yeah. I should say. I think I think we just leave that right there. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't wear those right. types of masks. They're not meant for you to wear outside. I wore them one time at my church's Bible study, John. It felt like I was doing this. <laughs> Breathing through a piece I, I, of paper. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me with that? It's like, what the heck? No, don't do that. That's, do in the, that that's in the show notes. You can actually look at the entire study. That's also in the article. It's highlighted. Um, it, it's, I, I can't with that. Like, <laughs> like I can't. Like I, 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 I have no. I have no real issue with people wearing masks at all. But don't wear those. I don't think I. I'm not judgmental at all. I do not wear. If I have to, I mean, literally have to. Like physically forced to, I will. I'm not like that much of a jerk. But I'm I'm not going backwards, so I'm I'm fine. I'm not doing it. Yep. Uh, I actually follow a lot of people on TikTok that aren't doing it either. It cracks me up. It's like one of the funniest movements I've seen in a while. That's awesome. Cracks me up. But let's get out. Let's get out of this dirty COVID talk because yeah. I'm done with it. So now all of the bad news is done. Let's talk some, and I mean, let's talk some great news. John and I are huge wrestling fans. Yes. Topic four: CM Punk, Phil Brooks makes a huge return to All Elite Wrestling, AEW, on Friday of last week, I believe. Yes, I saw it live on TV in a hotel room, by the way. John. It was awesome. Your thoughts, like immediate thoughts on this. Go for it. Uh, so I'm a huge wrestling fan. Um, Edge is my favorite wrestler, just so everybody can, can like, literally my favorite wrestler. Um, and then there's Seth Rollins, but we'll just, Edge is great. Yep. Um. When Edge came back, I was in a hotel room in Houston watching the Royal Rumble on my phone. Mm. Just sitting in a chair, like what? Like I was so excited for the Royal Rumble. I love major pay per views. Just some mm. people that don't know me. Yeah. Uh, literally, when when Edge came out, that was the loudest pop I think I ever heard. Mm. I even popped, like in my chair alone, and I I'm not afraid to admit that. I, I geeked out for like a week. My wife didn't even know what was wrong with me for like a week. I was like, Edge came back. And she was like, fucking Edge. Like, she's not in the wrestling like I am. She now is more in the wrestling, but had no idea who Edge was at all. Yeah. Oh, that dude you watch all the time. She knew him as Adam Copeland, the Vikings, that kind of thing. She, yeah, she, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I freaked out for about a week. I'm still not sure it's real with cm punk yeah that pop was the loudest that was like edge times four hundred and sixty thousand. 
I, I, the, the sound that comes out of Chicago, whenever it, it doesn't matter where it is, you know, it's the best, Rosemont best, Horizon. It's the best wrestling city next to Philly. Yeah, like Philly's. I think Philly's the second best. Yeah, because they give respect to guys like Shinsuke Nakamura and mm-hmm. guys like CM Punk. Like they know who's they know how to boo Roman. Yeah. There's only a couple good play. If you know how to boo Roman, you're a good you're a good town. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. And Chicago is number one at that. He, I, the emotion that you saw from people, everything, and I, I thought AEW did a great job capturing that because you had everything from the guy that was just so overjoyed, going, oh my god, he's here, he's coming, and then you have guys that are openly weeping. And I'm not a fan. Of their, I'm them. not a fan of their production, and I'll, I'll say like. AEW has a long way to way go. Way to go. WWE yeah, oh production yeah. wise. I'm not talking about like t- talent wise, you know, that I'm not saying talent. The way they I'm shoot, saying, it's different. Yeah. No question. They're well, they are, I mean, WWE's been doing it forever. Ever. Yes. Like they're like, but for the production value AEW has, they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I I can't imagine Jim Ross not saying, hey, look, we gotta shoot this. We got you because he's been in the big arenas, of course, throughout his entire yeah. career. So it's like, okay, we got to shoot this here, this here, this here, this here. He's probably yeah. giving them all kinds of pointers left and right. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, I so. But so. let's talk about like the impact that you know CM Punk has had. I mean, for God's sakes, you're talking about a guy, very pub- a humongous public divorce with WWE. Yeah, seven years. Fourteen. Basically was sick and tired of working for the company. Basically was being grounded down into a paste. Well, so he says, I don't, I don't think it was as, I don't think it was as deep as he was making it. But clearly though, right. Okay. He's, I'll a, give he's a professional wrestler. He is a professional wrestler. Right. He's, he's selling a shit. He knows how to sell it. Exactly. Right. How do you sell CM Punk t-shirts after you leave WWE? You make WWE look like Darth Vader. Exactly. I get, exactly. I, I get it. I, that's why I like him so much. Cause yeah. I think he's, I don't think he's ever been out of character. I think he's an old he school. I think he's an old school kayfabe gunslinger mm-hmm. like Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, for people mm-hmm. that don't know. Yeah, those guys are are the the young bucks, Kenny Omega. Yep. Those, uh, Chris Jericho. They're they're all guys that love the business deeply, and Punk's just one of them. So I don't know if it's real or fake. I'm sure. I'm sure WWE sucks. It's a big corporate entity. Mm-hmm. It sucks like Walmart. I get it. Yeah, sure. But he. Yeah. I don't think he ever. I think he. He's the one who kind of brought Kayfabe back, which is kind of cool. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, and I think he's a definite. He's. I mean, the needle moving, mm-hmm. just from the industries. This is a huge. I think. For the entire wrestling world, it's going to change a humongous landscape. Now, whether or not AEW is ever going to overtake WWE, that's it doesn't matter. It, do, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. matter at the end of the day, exactly. Like, like you were not saying, in competition with WWE. To be perfectly honest, you were you were shocked when I, when I told you this. Like me and my wife are anti-cable. Yeah, like literally anti-cable. Like we don't have cable. Like we watch mm-hmm. we watch DVDs or or we got streaming stuff. We got I, I, like I, that, I, yeah. I think we, we watch Tulu. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. Know. Yeah, I got something. I stream something every once in a while. I don't. I don't even know what it is. I don't even think I have Hulu. Uh, but we were talking about it because she was like, "Well, should we get Hulu so you can watch it?" And I was like, wow. "Well, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it after the fact. Mm. I want to watch it live." So she's like, "So you want to get cable?" And I was like, 
no, because I hate cable. Yeah, so you're kind of conflicted a little bit. Yeah. But if I want to watch Dynamite and I want to watch CM Punk, I might need cable. Yeah. And like we, we talked about. And so we, you're kind of debating that, sure. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not decided. But that was literally a conversation we had, which is funny because both of us are very anti Yeah. You know, very anti-cable. We think it's just they—they're just—they overcharge you for nothing, and you oh, watch sure. dumb stuff after a yeah. while because you're bored. <laughs> exactly. That's what cable is. But he's that—that kind of needle mover. Someone that's so anti-cable mm-hmm. was like, "Oh man, Punk's back." Okay. Okay. Maybe but I, I might—I need, might need to watch him on TV. Heck, I mean, you and I, of course, we've had Tom Holzerman on the podcast before, and Tom, you know, in great the, human uh, being, great but, guy great human being love that guy he and i uh you know we get you know a conversation and you know we're in, at the torn acl fantasy draft last saturday he openly said i'm a wrestling fan again yep i've rediscovered my love for wrestling because awesome. of cm punk that's awesome that's awesome. i mean wait it's till, just I... <laughs> wait till wait till brian danielson comes to aw well, here's the question mind. i want to ask you let's geek out a little bit here his opening match all out a couple weeks from now yeah Darby Allen and yeah. Darby Allen is on fire. I mean, I, like I mean, my God, he is like, he's putting him over huge. Of course, CM Punk was putting Darby yeah. Allen over huge. Who do you think wins that match? It's in Chicago. Who do you think wins it? Punk's got to lose. Yeah. Punk has to lose. In his hometown. Yeah, you have to. To put the young kid over. Yeah, you have to. You have to. That's a, that's that's wrestling. You no. don't win in hometown. Drew Gulak. How do you know how many times Drew Gulak lost in Philly? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like One, you two, have three, to. Four. Yeah, I I love Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak should be WWE champion. No joke. <laughs> that good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He can't. He, he can't buy a win in your. You can't. It's 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 like I said. He's bringing kayfabe back. I I I don't think Punk would want to go over. Hmm. That's interesting. I think maybe that is the because I, I think, could see a Darby Allen win, but a heel move by Allen. Or Sting. Or Sting, yeah. But, but I mean, then, Sting's never really been a heel, to be perfectly honest, in his career. Yeah, but... He's been the anti-hero, but I this mean, there's is... A, there's, there's a heel turn for everybody. At, and that quote, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. There's a heel, heel turn, turn for, for everybody, everybody. Which I totally agree with. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, You know, I'm thinking fantasy booking-wise, I could definitely see a Darby Allen win. Yeah. I think he has but to. my mind is thinking, okay, the guy is, you know, he's has that perfect. That's the point. <laughs> That's the light point. Light to dark, right? That's it's kind of like, hmm. It's the point. It's the, it's the absolute point. It's interesting. Yeah. You build you think it, One of the last question I would have for you, Johnny, you know, in his promo, CM Punk was saying like a few scores to settle in the locker room. Does he go after oh, yeah. Colt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Moxley's one. Moxley's got to be another, yeah. Moxley's got to be got to be one, definitely. Mm-hmm. For the WWE stuff, brought the Shield in, like you yeah. can totally run that. Kind of gave you your blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Kind of gave you your intro, yeah. Exactly. I think Al- I think uh, Malachi Black. Oh. Uh, character. Uh, they just that program with Cody though has to end. I would think. Right? Yes, but what after that? Like you could totally do a quick run with them because they're both strikers. They're both. Mm phenomenal workers phenomenal workers and they they just they get it like those two dudes get it like cody's a better wrestler because of malachi black 
Mm-hmm. And that's and I know I know Tom hates Cody. I respect <laughs> Cody because he's willing to throw his hat in the ring. No, he's not the best worker. He's not the best. I know I'll get heat for that too. He's not the best yeah. at anything, but yeah. he's the best at getting what wrestling is. Like yeah. he gets wrestling. Like he gets wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I and I, I it, like I mean he's the son of Cody Rhodes. Like yeah. you would have to understand what wrestling is. Do you think uh, potential for um, Omega CM Punk down the road? Or... You would have to. Yeah, I don't like Omega. That would be a, a match you would want to see, I would think, right? It's it's the marquee matchup. Like, I like Omega's style. Yeah. I I, I like Omega's ability to talk. Yeah, he's got... I just don't <laughs> like... better his promos. <laughs> his full package sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's always needed guys like Jericho. Uh to kind of create uh uh even uh go back to his new japan stuff with the uh, with abushi yeah and uh what's the other one the rainmaker i can't remember his name oh okada okada Sorry. yeah that's right yep yeah like it, he's he does well with superstars mm. yeah okay. i don't think he holds his own very well individually yeah yeah i just don't i just don't see i don't see star power with that but that's also like mm. I, he's also probably one of the best guys in the ring ever yeah he's up what, what boxley said about him you're the rembrandt like he totally is he really the is rembrandt of wrestling. i would agree with that yeah i don't like his whole package but when you get him like in the but ring when you get him in that ring oh my god yeah, he's you can't there's nobody. I think you even had a fantasy booking in your mind. You wanted like Seth against Omega. Oh, Seth, Seth Rollins, Kenny Omega would be the greatest thing you would ever see. Finn Balor, Kenny Omega would be the greatest. Be greatest thing. you'd ever see. Guys that can that can work at that level. Mm-hmm. That Riddle even could. We Riddle works at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AJ works at that level. that level. Those kind of guys. Yeah, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. That's what Omega's at in the ring. I just like Riddle. Omega doesn't have that it factor. Mm-hmm. He has everything but, his but work rate. And I think that's a good, another good question. Real quick tangent before we move on. Do you think it, the work rate is what's causing the pops now in, in wrestling? Probably. Or is it more of the storytelling side of things? Yeah, I don't think storytelling isn't. Because I'm thinking of like the Hangman story right now in AEW. It's a great, that, that's a that's great, a great story. long-term story. We're we're really missing those long term the mm-hmm. Roman the Roman story is extremely long term too. If you want to look at yeah. actual mm-hmm. long term storytelling, mm-hmm. the Roman head of the table, Brock coming back, getting pulled from SmackDown. Oh, it's gonna be like okay. What a work is that? Mm-hmm. What a work is they literally announce because you know WWE doesn't announce anything. Yeah, you know it's a work when they announce it. He's yeah. pulled from SummerSlam yeah. to save Roman's ass. Come on. Like, yeah, exactly. Long-term storytelling, dude. He's going to beat Brock. I, I've always said it's, gonna, it's going to be this way. I always said this. Mm. He's going to beat all local talent, mm. which is Edge, Balor, mm-hmm. uh, Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. Then he's going to go on to the top three. He's going to do Cena, Brock, Rock. Mm. That's how they're going to get to wrestlemania that's how they're it's doing WrestleMania. The only way to tell that story interesting yeah but i guess the larger question john do you think like people wrestling fans in general do they appreciate the the work rate that gives them the more pop it's it's to each individual fan it's okay i think some wrestling fans like i enjoy the matches hmm. 
but I also kind of like the surprises. Yeah. But a lot of people just want, like, they like Hangman, just because just you were talking about the Hangman. The long-term story. Omega, the long-term storytelling with Roman and Brock. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Omega and Hangman than I would Roman and Brock, but I respect both of them. Both of them. Same because they're doing such a great long-term story. Nice. I like long-term storytelling. I hate short-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. The, the feuds that kind of go nowhere and you're kind of exactly. done after the a couple Brody months. Exactly, thing coming in to the, to, to the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Great long-term term storytelling. Mm-hmm. AW is great at that. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have the attention span to waste their time on that. And so, that's the so. thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be I don't have cable, so I can't watch long term stories. <laughs> like well, we said, that may, change. that may change. Who knows? Yeah, that might change. You never know. <laughs> well, let's move on real quick to uh, our really our final topic before we hit the happy topic five. Yep. And we're talking a little ERA, earned yeah. run average. This here. is interesting. My, my son sent me this on Instagram and he wanted my opinion on it. And I was like, hey, I think I want to run this on the podcast with Matt because Matt's a huge baseball fan and Love he. It. He popped because he was like, he was like, oh, that's awesome, like that you would do that. So yeah, so we found this. This is a huge. This is this graph here. Audio listeners here. This comes uh, from MLB Fact Check on Instagram, and again, we'll have the link in our show notes for you. Absolutely, check it out because it's actually really well done. Uh, It's really amazing. Yeah, and it was a fascinating uh, article or fascinating couple of posts here. But basically, what we're looking at is essentially like sports analytics, really to the ninth power here basically yes. the era has been the long term earned run average right you're talking yes. okay that's earned runs given up over nine innings and it's always been mm-hmm. used as this and so what you're seeing on screen is basically a graph where you have on your vertical axis something called the root mean square error mm-hmm. uh, error i should say and it basically is used to predict earn run average in the next season so it's basically like to be able to track a pitcher's performances over like a certain number of years you know that kind of yeah, a deal. yeah. you're talking about like clemens where he was like 2.31 2.32 yeah. 2.34 exactly like you could you being a hall of famer like him you could easily track yeah. him over the the first 10 years and so what this what this uh, mlb fact check was doing on instagram was coming up with essentially like four different uh analytic tools to mm-hmm essentially improve upon ERA. One of them I know of, but I'm not fully familiar, fielding independent pitching. It basically measures a pitcher's performance using three true outcomes, number of strikeouts, home runs given up, and walks. And that has been relatively new in 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 the game, and that is basically highlighted by that orange line. So as you can see, there's a blue line that has the the root mean square error like a little bit higher than all of the others. Yes. Fielding independent pitching is in the orange, and that's kind of like in between. Um, and it's a little, it's obviously significantly lower than ERA, John. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's kind no, of. A- it, may, it makes absolute sense yep. having this one because what are the three things that the pitcher commands during a game? Strikeouts, Strikeouts. home runs, mm-hmm. and walks. Walks. You're, you're not, you're, that's independent from the fielders. Mm hmm. And that is key for pitching because ERA, ERA relies on the fielding yep. as a part of the pitching. So if you're trying to get a pure pitching, pitching stat, I, I totally agree with with it. Yeah, 
that's a very and that's a key point i'm glad you said that john that's great that's a great point you just made because you're right era is so dependent on whether or not an you know a fielder makes an error or not and essentially like if an error occurs it lowers the era for the pitcher essentially because they don't get counted for that earned run you know that kind of a deal but there's also there's also a thing of a hitter like like okay gene segura last night let's just take the phillies game right takes a takes a half hack swing (laughs) and wins a baseball game right yeah is that the okay is if if the fielder could have, let's just say the fielder was a little bit closer, right? And he mm-hmm. dove and he missed it and they gave him an error, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That 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 would then affect the pitcher, but it shouldn't affect the pitcher because in this, like, that's not going to affect the pitcher that he fought something off and it fell in. Mm-hmm. That's a different, like, you need different statistics for those things. Exactly. And I think this is what this is all planning to come in here so the next one that we see on screen is the xfip yes. that is the expected fielding independent pitching so basically what this does is it measures a pitcher's performance using strikeouts fly balls and walks now you're thinking okay fly balls well it's not home runs yes that's different yes you're basically keeping the ball in the yard when the in ball is hit field. doesn't it, it basically excludes ground ball hits so think about that. You know, it's like you're controlling the fly balls. And again, the XFIP, you can barely see it, but there's a l- yellow line in there. As you can see, it's mm-hmm. lower than the f- than the regular FIP that I was referring to yes. as well. Yes. And then it could... Well, because it, it would be because you're not counting home runs. Exactly. Exactly. You're counting fly balls. And there's also a percentage that works in the number of fly balls total divided by the number of home runs. You get a percentage. So... Think about that. Or it could be the opposite way. I'm not quite sure. I think um, you were right. Home runs over fly ball percentage. So that's the, that's the, uh, the you're figuring that whole thing out. Because that's basically, it says here in the, uh, in the post, I'm reading right from it. Home runs over fly ball percentage is important because pitchers can't control which fly balls are home runs and which ones are outs. That's true. So that's a very interesting point. That's like the truest statement I think I've ever heard from baseball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can't. The yeah. next one is Sierra, Skill Interactive ERA. And so what this does is it measures a pitcher's performance using four outcomes, strikeouts, walks, fly balls, and ground balls. I actually like this one. This is my favorite one. This is interesting. It still heavily values strikeouts and walks as it should, but ground balls and fly balls are also considered. What we know is that ground balls go for hits more often then fly balls, which makes sense. You put the ball in play, bouncing I, ball, I, base I, hit. I agree. I agree. But fly balls go for extra bases more often. Ground balls are also converted into outs more often for pitchers who consistently allow a lot of ground balls. And just but, for Phillies fans, this skilled interactive ERA would have made made Roy Halladay the greatest pitcher of all time, 100%. which he actually is. So this would have made Jeremy Moyer a greater pitcher. Exactly, it would it would make these these guys that didn't get the that you would get the argument from the old school like oh well they pitched in the American League this would this would tighten up the American League and the National League so the numbers would be lower. Yep, and you would actually learn a little bit from from how this works out. The URA is just a very fly by the seat of the pants kind of thing. Mm-hmm. As you say. And very simple. Very simple. Very to- simple. Yeah. Very simple. 
it's like bowling gives it a little bit more Mm -hmm. it's it's score to amount of times you did it basically it's but it's a bowling average is what the era is it's a very simplistic way to do it very i like the uh i like the uh sierra it makes more sense i think it does too i think of all of them so far and then of course there's there's predictive class predictive classified run average and that's why i'm out immediately because predictive is not something sports should be exactly it's essentially heavily dependent on strikeouts and walks due to a batter's barrel placement so basically think of a pitcher throws the ball no (laughs) right and it's like it's depending solely dependent on the batter and where he places the barrel the bat you know barrel the bat on the ball sorry lost me yeah. and they're saying that the pcra is lower than the sierra which i disagree you know because you can't predict i mean you could you could technically hmm. that but you would lose every fan while doing that 100 percent. i mean i i get it i'll geek out about that that's like <laughs> with the barrel placement you know what i mean and walks in the but I, I, the Sierra seems to make the most sense. So, yeah. yeah, I would totally get rid of the URA and put the Sierra in put there. Put the Sierra in there. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree with you on that, John. I think the fielding independent pitching is interesting because I've seen that kind of like populated in, like if you go into the Game Changer, um, it's a very popular like baseball and scoring app. I use it sometimes whenever I watch a Phillies game, I'll, I'll score the game or whatever. Nice. It's great. It's very intuitive. But they have something like fielding independent pitching. I'm thinking, like, what is that? And then I, you know, of course, with this MLB fact check posting on Instagram, it's like, oh, that's what it is. You know, it's like it, you know, measures this and that and this. Fun to uh, teach analytics. It's like, okay. I mean, it breaks down so many different things, of course, on that thing. But I would tend to agree with you. I think the Sierra is probably the best of the uh, of of all of the um, you know the analytic tools now that are out there in baseball. Yeah, I think it's definitely far better than the than the ERA. Yeah. I think that was the whole point of the thing because that was the question that was posed. Exactly. So yeah, in order to protect. Yeah, we should definitely make that change. I feel that way. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll check it off. Why not? There we so go. So we're in charge. We finally have reached our happy Johnny, and uh, this is a great story that you found. Um, and I'm just going to go. Nobody ahead. gives me credit. I don't. I don't understand. I mean. You just pull them out. I don't know where you pull them out from, but you pull them out. You know the world, because the world isn't as bad as we think it is. Exactly, exactly. All right, so here we go. I'm going to just go ahead and just play this clip. Today, 97-year-old Martin Adler lives with his wife in Boca Raton. He doesn't spend much time talking about the years he spent fighting Nazis and fascists in Italy, but today he shared a special story with me. He was my buddy. Martin Adler was just 19 years old when he was ordered to go house to house searching for enemy soldiers. He remembers tension and fear, walking through unfamiliar buildings, alert to the slightest movement or sound. In one home, Martin saw blankets moving and got ready to shoot. You don't think, you just react. But then a miracle. A brave woman ran out and stopped Martin before he could pull the trigger. The mother came screaming out, Bambini, Bambini. Babies, babies. It's when we found that there were children in straw baskets hiding from us. 
To show the children that he was friendly, Martin hugged them and posed for this picture, his happiest memory of the war. He says he still thinks of the children often, and just last weekend, with the help of social media, Martin's family tracked down those kids, who now live happily not far from the place where Martin found them that day, back in 1944. Today, we shared a special video of those three kids with Martin. They're now all grown up with kids of their own, and he was deeply moved, as you might imagine. I'm going to share his full story with you tonight on CBS 12 News at 11. For CBS 12 News... Too bad we're not going to see that whole thing, but... Yeah, I know. That whole thing would have been awesome. That whole thing would have been awesome. That is a great, great story. Yeah. Yeah, good I mean, fun. That, can you imagine going through that and you have... It's just like wow. I loved it. It's like it's like a threefold story. It's like he went through it, right? He fought for the country. He, you know, he he did what he needed to do, and then, you know, it's always been a wonder of his life. And his daughter, you know, tries to seek them out because this is something he's always wondered. Like I wonder how they were doing. No doubt. And they, they reunite them. That is really just. What was equally, you know, all the midst of all the chaos in Afghanistan, John, one of the best photos I've ever seen out of that was a woman, you know, an Afghan woman giving her baby to an American yep. soldier. Yep. You know, those kinds of stories, I think yeah. that even in the midst of all the chaos and all that stuff, it's so great to see just the sacrifice of here. I yeah. can't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to me tomorrow. Can you help? You know, and the soldier is there and that's what they always do the american soldier does that they not only kill th kill the enemy but yeah. they save those that have been oppressed for absolutely. years absolutely so it's great to, a great note to end on for sure oh absolutely johnny this is great episode 47 of two noobs talking is done as always man let's hit up with the socials and where can people find us let's do right. it we are on Facebook, TikTok, Clapper, and Instagram for short videos. Well, TikTok a little longer videos uh, that lead us. <laughs> Love it. Hey, yeah, that takes us to our YouTube page. Of course, you can like, share, and subscribe. Two Noobs Talking Podcast is our channel name. So feel free to like and share our videos. And definitely hit that subscribe button, uh, subscribe button I should say. Yes. Uh, definitely on the audio side, though, Johnny. We are on Apple Podcasts very proudly. Uh, Google uh, podcast, Google Chrome. You can, you, we're Googleable. Uh, <laughs> Love uh, we're on, we're on a bunch of stuff. Uh, but Spotify sucks. That's all I have for that. That's terrible. Yeah. And of course our show notes, uh, show notes can be found at two noobs talking.wordpress.com of course. Yep. And if you enter in your email address, you can hit that subscribe button there and the show notes show up in your inbox the very next day. Links mm -hmm. to all the articles we shared are all in there. Yeah. Among all other of them. I'm looking at them right well. now on my phone. There you go. Bam. Um, Johnny, all of 47 them. is... I'm throw them in the trash, but I have them digitally. Uh... <laughs> Don't throw the phone in the trash. Don't do that. But 47's in the can, brother. Got anything final to say? <sighs> we'll, we'll see you at 48. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right. Talk to you all next week, guys. Take care. This country was founded by geniuses. But it's being run by a bunch of idiots. Why do the members of the United States Senate continue to double down on stupid?